This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Welcome to the radio and internet ministries of the Christian Crusaders. Are you working out your salvation or are you a couch potato Christian? Pastor Steve Kramer continues his Living the Jesus Life sermon series with today's message, Working Out. Today we are continuing our sermon series from the book of Philippians entitled Living the Jesus Life. We'll be discussing the importance of working out our salvation. I hope you'll stay with us. We begin our worship time in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let's pray. Almighty God and Father, we come before you this day hungry for a word from you, for your word is life to us. So speak, O Lord. Your servants are listening. Amen. Our reading for today is from Philippians chapter 2, beginning at verse 12. Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, so now, not only as in my presence, but much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you, both to will and to work for his good pleasure. Do all things without grumbling or disputing, that you may be blameless and innocent children of God without blemish, in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation, among whom you shine as lights in the world, holding fast to the word of life. So that in the day of Christ I may be proud that I did not run in vain or labor in vain. Even if I am to be poured out as a drink offering upon the sacrificial offering of your faith, I'm glad, rejoice with you all. Likewise, you also should be glad and rejoice with me. Dear friends, I commented to someone recently, you look like you're in pretty good shape these days. The response was, well, I've been working out a lot. It's helped me to drop some pounds and get more fit. I even have a coach helping me. It was hard at first, but I kept at it, and now I feel great. Studies have shown working out has some other positive benefits as well. It helps relieve stress. It actually can help one's immune system. It can help your brain. I've heard people say that working out at home and taking walks outside is what's keeping them sane during this outbreak of COVID-19 and the social distancing that's going on. Working out can be a very good thing. That's what the Apostle Paul tells us today in our reading. He loves these Philippian Christians to whom he's writing. He actually started the congregation on one of his missionary journeys. After a while, though, he moved on to take the gospel to other communities. But they continued to stay in contact and to support his work. It was a very special relationship. Now Paul can't be with them presently because he's sitting in a Roman 
prison, waiting trial for his evangelistic work. But he's still looking out for their spiritual welfare. He's like a pastor to them. He wants to see them grow and flourish in their faith as followers of Jesus. So that's a major reason for his writing the letter. We've seen him giving them and us some excellent instruction in living the Jesus life. Our text that we read earlier continues to offer us more insight and help. It starts out with the word, therefore. I remember uh, I was told once when we come across this word, we need to ask, what's it there for? There's a context. Well, Paul has just laid out the obedient, humble servant pattern of Christ Jesus for us to live by. In the words before this. Therefore, he says, in light of all that I have laid out for you in describing Jesus and what he did for you, as you have always obeyed, he goes on to say, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Now, people stumble a bit over this statement of Paul's. Wait a minute. What's this working out your own salvation business? Isn't Paul contradicting himself? I thought we were saved by grace through faith in Jesus Christ. You're right. We are saved by grace through faith in Jesus Christ. Jesus did it all for us. We were lost in sin and death, and Jesus went to the cross and rose again so that we might have salvation, a restored eternal relationship with our Heavenly Father. Paul would be, quote, appalled if we believed otherwise. Notice, though, that Paul is not saying work for your own salvation, as if we're to earn it. No, he doesn't say that. He says, work out your own salvation. And working out your own salvation is more about living the new life in Christ. It's coming to experience all of the aspects and benefits of and blessings of salvation. It's about bearing fruit that gives God glory. The word work out that he's using here is actually a term that was used back in those days for mining. You work the mine for its treasures. It was also used as an agricultural term in farming. The farmer works the field to get the greatest harvest possible. Working out then is about developing something, bringing it to fullness of what in its nature it's meant to be. I think of the relationship of marriage, for instance. After you've said the vows at the altar and you move on with life, it's time to do the diligent, joyful, faithful work of growing the relationship into something beautiful and strong. I found this illustration from writer Chuck Swindoll helpful with this verse. He says, when a musician has a fine composition placed before her, that music is not the musician's masterpiece, it's the composer's gift to the musician. But then it becomes the task of the musician to work it out. To give is give it sound and expression and beauty as she applies her skills to the composition. When she does that, the composition reaches its completed purpose and thrills the hearts of her listeners. Notice he says, uh, your own. 
your own salvation. It's reminding us that we are to take personal responsibility for our faith life. We are meant to grow in it, to be fruitful for the kingdom of God. The relationship is like a baby that needs tending and nurturing. There's no spiritual passivity on our part in the Christian faith. You don't say yes to Jesus and sit around until it's time for him to take you to heaven. That's what I would call a couch potato faith, which yields very little in one's relationship with God and bringing God glory. Uh, Dallas Willard, in his book Divine Conspiracy, has written... Uh, We have received the life of the kingdom through the word of the gospel and the person of Jesus. That life we have is a gift. But once we have it, there's something for us to do. The person we become cannot be the effect of what someone else does. Therefore, we work out this salvation we have. And Paul says, as you do that, you do it with fear and trembling. Fear and trembling before God. Now again, remember our context. Paul has just related the inspiring story of redemption in the servant hymn about Jesus. So fear and trembling is a description of our attitude as we work out, our response. We stand before God in awe and wonder, astonished at his grace and the privileged calling he's placed on our lives to serve his great purposes in the world. There's an awe. We're honored. We live before an audience of one, our God. And we live it with reverence and awe for what he's done for us, wanting to delight in grateful response. It's a privilege. So what's Paul getting at here? I mean, what, to, to sum it up, here's the bottom line. Paul's saying living the Jesus life of salvation is about obedience, obedience to God. It's about living one's faith, carrying it out correctly, obediently. Remember the opening line of this passage is, Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, acknowledging Jesus as Lord of One's life obligates the believer to obey him, to submit to him and his commands each and every day. If you're trusting in Jesus Christ for your salvation, that means you are now under new management, God's management. In the Great Commission, Jesus announced, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, teaching them to obey all that I have commanded you. And that's what Paul is doing. He's teaching us to obey as he calls us to work out our own salvation. Work out with Christ's great commandment. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind, and your neighbor as yourself. He's calling us to work out uh, Christ's new commandment. Love one another as I have loved you, Jesus said. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples. That kind of love that he describes is about making sacrifices and serving others around us. For instance, these days with with this coronavirus, we see so many who need help, who are lonely and can't help themselves. I was pleased to hear my former congregation was calling the elderly and driving over things to them as as needed. 
a call or even a text checking on someone has a power to pick a person up who's feeling lonely, letting them know that you're not forgotten in all of this. Some people are having trouble making ends meet. You can financially help others in Christ's name by giving from what you have. That's the great commandment, the new commandment. He's given us the great commission. Tell other people about me. Be my witnesses. There are people these days who need to hear the good news of eternal life through Jesus Christ. The death does not have to be the last word over us. But in Christ, there's victory. Paul says it's all part of holding fast to the word of life, Scripture. We hang on to it. We get to know it well. We study it. We memorize it. And we work it by obeying it in everyday life, applying it. We become doers of God's word, as the book of James says. That's what Paul's going after here. We are to do all things, he says, without grumbling and complaint. Again, this is a statement about obedience and trusting that God knows what's best for you. He's really alluding to Old Testament stories of Israel when God through Moses was leading the people through the wilderness out of Egypt. And you know what they did? All they did was grumble and complain the whole way. And Paul says, do this so that you may be blameless, innocent children of God. You see, you're a child of God through Jesus Christ. So you'll be without blemish in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation in which you shine as lights in the world as you're holding fast to the word of life. God has this plan and purpose for you and for me. If we're in Christ, we are to give off kingdom light in Christ's name. He's intended for us to be in public relations for him and his kingdom and everything that we say and do. Paul had to have had the words of Jesus in mind when he wrote this. You are the light of the world, Jesus said. Let your light so shine before others that they see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. You know, each day I pray for my children and my grandchildren and for my own household with Julie and I in this way. Lord, may our light shine for you today and not get in the way of people seeing how wonderful you are. I've been praying that even more fervently as of late in this dark time. Lord, use me as a light. Friends, the world around us needs the light of Jesus and his love reflecting off of us, his followers. May that little children's chorus be our life song. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Paul finishes this little portion of scripture off by making a personal appeal. He says, make me proud of you. So that on the great day of Christ's return, as I stand with you all know, my time and effort wasn't wasted. That you really did get the gospel. You see, living the Jesus life is making the commitment then to work out, to obey Christ. So that you shine before others for the sake of the gospel. Working out is never easy. But I do have some good news to encourage you in your working out. Maybe you notice I skipped verse 13. It's a real gem to hang on to in all of this. Where he writes, For it is God who works in you, both to will and to work for his good pleasure. You see, God's working in you. 
as you're working out your salvation. He's working in you through his Holy Spirit, both to will and to work for his good pleasure. I like what Christian writer Warren Wiersbe says. The Christian life is not a series of ups and downs. It's rather a process of ins and outs. God works in and we work out. See, we don't do this as if the new life is our project. That sounds grueling and joyless. It isn't that. It's God working in us. And I don't know about you, but I find that comforting and encouraging. Finally, and what's the goal of all this? According to this little statement, we live the life of obedience for God's good pleasure. That's the goal. We do it for God's good pleasure in grateful response to the love he's shown us in Christ. Let me close with a story that's been told of Richard Bellinger, a young boy in South Carolina who was the son of a Baptist minister. One Saturday night, young Richard decided to shine his father's shoes. The following night, his father put a silver dollar on the bureau of his son's room with a note commending him for what he had done for him and telling him that the dollar was his reward. The next morning, when the father put on his shoes, he felt something hard and metallic in one of them. When he took the shoes off and reached inside, he found the silver dollar he'd given his son the night before. Along with the dollar was a note that simply read, Father, I did it for love. Living the Jesus life involves working out and trying to do what he's called us to do, not for reward, but out of loving gratitude for all that Christ has done for you. Our new aim in life is to please him. Amen. Let's pray together. Lord, as we work out our salvation in Christ, we ask that you continue your work in us so that we can will and work for your good pleasure and shine as lights for Jesus Christ in this dark world. Amen. Now, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all. Amen. You've been worshiping with the ministry of the Christian Crusaders. We pray today's message encouraged you to be a doer of God's Word. Make the commitment to work at being obedient to Christ in everything we say and do. And become a shining light to the world working out living the Jesus life. Christian Crusaders is a nonprofit, listener-supported broadcast ministry that seeks to serve the spiritual needs of those unable to attend worship and those searching for biblical truths. Your gifts and prayers in support of this ministry help us spread the good news of the gospel. Please consider if you're in a position to do so, sending a gift to help cover production and broadcast costs. Send your tax-deductible donations to Christian Crusaders, 7401 University Avenue, Cedar Falls, Iowa, 50613. Our secure website, christiancrusaders.org, is a safe and convenient way to use your credit card in support of this ministry. We thank each of you for your gifts and prayers. Have you discovered the CC Podcast featuring a series of authentic, inspiring, and below-the-surface conversations with people who trust in God? 
We are confident you'll find the podcast informative and inspirational. Subscribe to the CC Podcast on your tablet or smartphone using Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts today. We also encourage you to share our free Daily Dose devotionals designed to offer encouragement and hope from the Scriptures during these anxious pandemic times. Subscribe today to the CC Podcast using Spotify, Apple Podcast, or Google Podcast on your personal device today. We are pleased you chose to worship with us, and we pray you will join us again next Sunday on this station. Conducting today's service was our speaker, Pastor Steve Kramer. Christian Crusaders has been broadcasting biblical truth continuously since 1936.